Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter McKenzie. This week, uh, I'm joined by Josh Reed and uh, Evan. Evan, you're on a hot streak, man. I know, two in a row. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, man. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice sitting here and having our evenings together, man. Yeah, it's, I've, I've seen a lot of you lately. Talk to, talk to you a lot. I'm liking it, man. You're going to spoil yeah. me. Heck yeah. Josh, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Squirrel talk, yeah, man. Squirrel talk. Um, as soon as I saw you mention that, I was like, Oh man, this guy's talking my language. And it may be because we're from the same area of Kentucky, and my grandfather chased <laughs> earlier generations of the same squirrels you chase out near Paintsville, Kentucky, probably. But yeah, man, squirrel hunting's talking my language, and and we knew, uh, knew we had to get Evan on this first, this first iteration of this squirrel episode, man. Absolutely. Heck yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man. Um, why don't you two, Josh? Why don't you go first? Give a little little rundown on kind of your, you know, what you love about squirrel hunting, what uh, when you really get into it, and kind of what it is to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, for me, man, I mean, I when I look back, like the very first few times I was ever in the woods, um, look back squirrel hunting with my dad, um, my dad, and my grandpa, which is his dad, uh, grew up mostly just small game hunting, um squirrels rabbits so you know probably my first couple years memories of i learned how to hunt hunting squirrels and rabbits um so that's kind of it's pretty dear to me just because a lot of my a lot of my favorite times in the woods man was spilt, spent with dad and, and my papa and you know just as a little kid I and mean, it's just it's like christmas every time you get to go out you know um but uh yeah i really didn't start really didn't start doing anything besides rabbit hunting and squirrel hunting until I was a little bit older. So, I mean, that probably ages like four to 10, basically just tagging along with dad. So, but yeah, man, as far as squirrel hunting, that's what I was just kind of telling you guys, I'm actually in Kentucky. So there's, uh, there's nine States out of 50 that actually have a spring squirrel season. Kentucky's one of those. So we actually have a season that's getting ready to come in, uh, here in about a week. It stays in for about a, about a month, like the middle of May to the middle of June. Um, so looking forward to that, man. I'm getting fired up, ready to uh, ready to get in the woods and chase some squirrels and fill up that freezer again. Yeah, heck yeah, man. I think that's a uh, you know a shared story or a shared background with a lot of a lot of hunters and a lot of outdoorsmen. I think a lot of us grew up, you know, hunting squirrels is pretty low barrier to entry, especially you know now. I've I've a young kid and Evan, you're a little further along the line as far as introducing your daughter to the outdoors she's a little bit older but um you, you can uh, squirrels can be a little more forgiving than maybe a, a deer or a turkey yeah for woods. sure man yeah so that's a that's a good way to start but absolutely yeah man i just grew up grew up hearing those stories hunting in eastern kentucky from my granddad and that's awesome man what about you evan you love to get after him oh yeah for sure man and it's, it's the exact same it's the exact same story you know I, I started dad took me and perry into the squirrel woods when we were you know, old enough to walk by ourselves essentially. And then we didn't carry a gun, of course. And then we would watch him uh, hunt him and shoot him. And like you said, it's a little more forgiving. And I can remember dad would say, all right, you boys stay here. And he would drop off in a hollow for, you know, 30 minutes or so. And we'd hear the, we'd hear the shotgun or 22 ring out. And then he'd come up out of the hollow, you know, carrying a squirrel or two. And then we'd move on to the next one. Me and Perry would sit up there and throw rocks at each other and whack each other in the head with sticks, you know, and we'd wait till we hear, heard gunshots and, uh, he'd come back up with squirrels and then I obviously got into it as soon as I could carry a 22 by myself. I was, 
headed out behind the house every chance I got walking down. There's a river behind mom's house. I'd walk down to the river through the hardwoods and plink squirrels and bring them back. And then note for you though, it's not my tip, but I'll give you a little tip. Don't use your mom's $200 bottle of wine that was given to her as a Christmas gift to uh, cook squirrels. <laughs> I tried to be sweet and mom came home. I was probably 12 years old or so. I wasn't able to drive and I dumped a whole bottle of wine that someone had given her as a gift in a crock pot full of squirrels. <laughs> oh no! Because I knew that cooking with wine would tenderize the meat. And so I thought I was going to be super nice and have a meal cooked oh. for mom when she got home. And she's like, well, what'd you use? And I showed her and she was like, oh my God, this is the most expensive squirrel meal ever. But That's awesome. That's hilarious, man. Tried to go all French cuisine on her, man. I love yeah, it. Next next time you're up, Carter, you'll have to have her tell you the story in person. She gets oh, a kick out of it. Absolutely. I'm sure that story gets told all the time. That's hilarious. Yeah. But you know, I got I was telling y'all, I got a big old fox squirrel up here on my bookshelf that sitting there holding the walnut. He's a he's a toad. I killed him on a Sunday morning, me and Perry were coming in from deer hunting and shot him in mom's driveway and got him stuff. So I'm a I'm a big squirrel fan, you know. I'm it's the inner redneck Appalachia in me, I guess. Oh, hundred percent. Grew up, grew up. Can't, can't ever give it up either. Yeah. No, I haven't got to where I want to eat squirrel brains, man. A lot of old timers in the area do, and that's I'm not quite there yet. But I haven't, I haven't tried that either, man. I, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I could stomach that. Yeah, the the squirrel brain ain't for me. Yeah, yeah, we can pass pass on that one. <laughs> well, cool, man. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Josh, you want to kick us off with uh, with your tip for tonight? Yeah, man, absolutely. I uh, I actually just fried up some fried up some squirrels yesterday, so I'm gonna kind of lean more towards the uh, the kitchen aspect. Um, you know, I might just kind of feed off what you guys say as far as the hunting part, but, uh, you know, as far as, as far as the biggest thing with cooking squirrels, you know, I, I like to fry them. I mean, think about a, a fish fry pretty much. It's kind of, kind of what I, I go with, but the biggest thing with that is you have to do something to get the meat tender. Um, you know, when I, when I was younger, when I first started cooking them, you know, I was, I always watched my papa whenever I was young, my, my mamma would cook for it and cook his squirrels up as rabbits and i'd always see her put you know she'd clean them cut the pieces off and and put them in a pan and boil you know and i'm thinking okay but as a, as a young kid i don't pay attention to exactly what they're doing right so you know what i like to do the first couple times i just pop them in the pan and, and boil them for like five or ten minutes and then try to try to fry them up and they were basically so tough you could barely even chew into them you know but uh, the ones I made last night, um, I'm still kind of perfecting my recipe, but, you know, I clean them up. I, I like to put them in a brine, uh, like a saltwater brine, and let them soak for a few hours. That kind of helps with keeping them tender. Um, and then I actually like to bring them to a boil and let them simmer for about an hour and a half. Uh, that gets them really tender. I mean, once you once you pull them out of that, they're pretty much falling off the bone. And then I like to use, a, it's called Kentucky Kernel. It's an awesome batter. I cook frog legs, fish, chicken, squirrel, whatever in it. I, I use that pretty much your favorite batter and roll them up and fry them up, man. The ones I made last night, I actually put uh, put like some buffalo sauce on them and treated them like they were chicken wings. But, um, but yeah, man, it, the biggest thing, make sure you boil them. Um, if you don't boil them, uh, a lot of people use a pressure cooker. You can also use a pressure cooker. Go uh, like high pressure around like 25, 35 minutes. Normally does the trick. Um, but there's several different things you can do, but, uh, but whatever you do, make sure you get them tender that way, uh, you're enjoying them and you're not, uh, not putting the hurting on your teeth, trying to chew through them. 
But uh, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all I got. Like I said, I'll kind of feed off what you guys got too, but kind of stick to the kitchen aspect of it. No, that's awesome, man. There's uh, you know, getting them tender is really really important because yeah. there's not really enough meat on them to. They're not very forgiving. Like if it's <laughs> if it's tough, the whole damn thing's tough, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I actually uh, I haven't had a chance to do it yet, man. But my uh, my mother-in-law, uh, which which my wife's family's from uh, Letcher County, Kentucky. So it's, it's basically, if you look at like the very Southeastern tip of Kentucky, man, it's, it's Appalachia. I tell them it's, it's where God's from, you know, but uh, my mother-in-law, she keeps saying she's going to fry up, make some squirrel gravy and stuff, but I haven't had a, uh, haven't had a chance to do that yet. So that's on the agenda for this spring is to, to kill about 10 to 15 of them and stock up them in the next month and have a, have a have some squirrel gravy the next time we go in town so that'll uh that'll be on the plan for sure that's good stuff man and to uh piggyback off your getting uh you talking about using a salt brine to get them tender something i saw years ago and <clears throat> have been doing and then I actually it's funny i actually was looking up wild game recipes for turkeys and saw someone do the same thing but if you don't want to fool with the salt brine and if you have a bunch of jars of pickle juice or i'm a big fan of jalapenos pickled jalapenos buy the big jar before um, squirrel season, then save the jalapeno juice and man, soak your, soak your squirrel quarters in that jalapeno juice for 24 hours and then, then batter it up. Now that's, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. Same with the pickle juice. I'm I'm actually going to try it with the Turkey. I I never thought about doing it with Turkey, but it works. It works good for the squirrel. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a good idea. You do love jalapenos, don't you, man? <laughs> I do, man. Perry and me both. It's yeah. it's a problem. I sit there and I just <laughs> eat them like they're daggum pieces of candy. <laughs> man, I'm the same way. I love it, man. Hot sauce, pepper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love spicy stuff, man. So that sounds great. I'm gonna have to try that. <laughs> yes, it's good too. <laughs> that's cool. What you got for us tonight, Evan? Yeah, so mine's a, my scroll tip's going to be kind of catered to the, the cleaning aspect, and it's a two-bit uh, piece. Um, so one is I, um, clean growing up cleaning them, uh, dad had his, you know, you, you tend to do what you grow up taught doing. And so um, I know I was not the best with a knife, I guess, like most people starting out. And I was always getting hair all over my squirrels, and I would clean them. Um, and it's a lot different than deer cause it's so much smaller, you know? And so I felt like I was, it was more frustrating and tedious. And so I tried, I was looking at ways a few years ago in my adult life, ways to keep the hair off the squirrel. And I saw a video and I honestly want to say, you know what? I'm actually not going to say that it, it, I'm not going to quote the video cause I don't remember who it was, but long story short is they were dunking the squirrel in water, a bucket of water before cleaning it. And then all that does is it just gets the hair wet. Um, and you're not doing it you know, after you open it up, it's the whole intact squirrel, just dunk it in water, get the hair, hair soaking wet. And then it just reduces the, all the dry hair getting all over your meat. So that's tip number one. Um, if you want to help reduce it, reduce the hair getting on the meat while you're cleaning them, just soak the whole squirrel in a bucket of water. Number two is, and I started doing this with squirrels, um, when I remembered to buy the scalpels, but use scalpels because man, I know y'all are probably just as guilty of it. I, I'll sharpen my knives for deer season, but I forget to for, for squirrel season. I go to squirrel woods and then my I keep all my hunting knives in my truck. Then I go to pull one out and it's still kind of dull from being deer season. Um, and I had a I had this thought when I was in high school and because uh, we were using scalpels in a biology class to dissect 
whatever. And I swiped a few from class. I'm not encouraging stealing from your high school <laughs> biology class, but talking to um, you're talking to two yeah. high school teachers right now. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I did, you know, I'll admit my crime and, uh, I took them to the squirrel woods with me and sure enough, they work great for making those small incisions on cleaning squirrels, man. You know, most people don't skin a squirrel like you do a deer. You just make that incision and then rip the hide right off, but it's excellent because any, when you're done with it, you just throw it away. And it works so good this year in the Turkey woods. Um, this last Turkey, I, these last two turkeys I killed Carter. Um, I remembered that tip and I brought it cause you know, obviously cleaning around, around turkeys is kind of fine. It's not quite like a deer and the scalpel worked great. And then, cleaning up the turkey tails and those sitting the turkey tip, but it's just, honestly, the scalpels are great for any of your small game. If you don't want to fool with, you know, sharpening a knife or whatever, or those replaceable blades, you know, they make the game knives with the replaceable blades. It's essentially the same as an exacto knife, but I just like the scalpels because they're small and they're fine for those precise cuts. Uh, but yeah, those are my two, those are my two little tips for cleaning, cleaning your small game. Good stuff, man. I, I know that yeah. uh, I started a couple of years ago. I seen somebody do that trick with the water, man. That makes a world of difference. I'm trying to keep the hair off and off of man makes a world. Yeah. And I think me, yeah, I think meteor made a post or a video or something. I don't know, like yeah. whether you rinse it before or after, it don't matter. You know, I guess at the end of the day, if you, um, but I I just started dunking them in a bucket of water before I did it, and it seems to work pretty good. Oh yeah, it's a pain in the butt when it's about thirty degrees outside though. Yeah. And then on the scalpels, I will throw this in there. If you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't have a high school to steal them from, or if your wife's not a, you know, a doctor at a hospital performing surgeries, then, uh, that like I ordered a box for turkey season of scalpels on Amazon. I think they're $8 for 12 scalpels, you know, that last year, all squirrel season. You can clean a whole mess of squirrels with one of them before you kind of throw it out. Then you just put the little cap on it, throw it away, man. That's a good idea. That's good to know. That's really useful, man. It's cheaper than a lot of those replaceable blades, knives out there. I know the Havilon knives get expensive, and then I use an Outdoor Edge is the brand, and it's not crazy expensive. It's like thirty bucks, but yeah, eight bucks is a lot cheaper. Yeah, another thing that goes really far in the squirrel woods is just a pair of pruning shears, like hand pruners or game shears that they make now. Um, because people use a pruning shears to just cut off the feet to skin them um, if you want to. Some people just pull the I, I cut them off. I guess some people just cut them with their knife, but the, sh the little shears to snip the feet off the front feet and back feet of the squirrel. And then you just cut your quarters too with them. It makes it, man, you, you can clean eight squirrels in 10 minutes with that system. Yeah. Having a good system cleaning squirrels is good because they're, they're small, intricate. And, you know, there's a couple different ways. Well, I'm sure there's as many ways as there are squirrel hunters out there to do it, but I've tried the where you stand on the back legs and make the <laughs> cut at the tail and pull everything. And I've turned that into a inside out mess before. So, you know, <laughs> if, you if Luke, if Luke would ever post it to put Luke on blast, I sent him a video, a how to video on that, um, of doing that for him to uh, post. He just needs to post it. It's a, you know, a minute and a half video of me skinning a squirrel like that. And if you, if you're, if you take your time, and you don't get in a hurry and you can get, you know, you can get through them pretty quick. I've never tried it like that. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. I, th I, th I think I do. Yeah. I've seen that video. You I'll send you a video on YouTube. Say, yeah, send yeah. it to me. I'll check that out. I normally, uh, like you said, I think everybody kind of does it the, the way they either grew up as a kid watching dad or grandpa or whoever it was that was doing it, you know. But Yeah, I'm a pants and shirts kind of guy. Cut them right around the middle. Yep. Shirt That's off, pants idea. off. 
Same. That's the way I, to go. I cut around the middle and pull. And there you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, I guess I'll round us out with uh, a couple actual hunting tips now that we've covered the cooking and the cleaning. Um, just a couple basic stuff. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get more into some turkey tips and tactics as we get into this. Um, but, you know, tur- uh, did I say turkey? Damn. You did. I was, I was, Dude. I was curious if like that was intentional or by accident, but <laughs> oh, man. We'll roll with it, you know, a little Freudian slip right there. No, some squirrel tips, man. I got a transition. We still have one more week of Turkey season here and Josh has me all messed up. Our squirrel season doesn't open until August. Squirrel so talk, we're man. ahead of the curve here. Squirrel gotcha. talk, man. Squirrel talk. Hey, that's listen, right. man, that, that's all good. I've, you know me, Carter. I've, I've got the, <laughs> the turkey fever so bad right. I can't stand it. So I get that's it. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, so a couple squirrel tips. Um, morning or dusk. I mean, that's when they're the most active, and that's where, you know, you can kill them anytime, but that's when they're the most active, so you need to be in the woods early, early morning or late at dusk. Um, find, finding the right tree, being able to um, identify your trees. I'm nowhere near as good as Perry is, but being able to identify your trees is really important. Um, hickory trees, walnut trees, oak trees. Um, find, find the tree. So there will be the tree in an area where kind of, and you know, the best way to find it is, uh, either look for activity or look for all the cuttings on the ground. You can find all the holes, uh, of the, of the nuts that they're eating and it'll just look like just discarded nuts all over the ground. Um, find that tree and set up a little off of it. And you know, that tree will be a freaking hotel whenever they decide to kick it into gear activity wise. Um, and you can sometimes take three, four or five or more squirrels from one tree before you have to move on rather than picking off, you know, uh, one and two here and there when you're just walking around. So, um, look for the tree where they're, where they're feeding at. Yeah. I think to kind of, kind of feed off that a little bit too, man. I mean, you can, you can document it on like Onyx or whatever, but, or just make a mental note. I mean, when you're, when you're sitting in the same, in the same woods, say you're deer hunting or whatever it may be. I mean, we've all been sitting in a tree stand and it sounds like you've got, you know, a mature buck coming and you get your bow and you turn and it's a squirrel, you know, that all happens, that always happens, you know, but kind of make a mental note, man, when you're up scouting or whatever it is, you, when you find those trees, especially if it's a big piece of property, you know, if it's a big piece of property and, and you find a, a hickory way like on the, the very back part of a piece, I mean, document that, man. Like you said, if you find a tree and if you find where the nuts are at and you find where they're cutting at, it, it's going to be, I like that. It's going to be like a hotel, man. They're, you're going to find the squirrels. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you can, I guess, I guess spot and stalk's the right term, but I mean, you can stalk squirrels in the woods. And it's probably my preferred way. It's just more fun that way. Um, but you really need to, you know, if you're going to stalk them through the woods, you need to sit down and kind of be quiet and let the woods settle um, before you get up and move again, which, you know, can be about, I just, I just think about deer hunting, you know, as soon as you get settled in your stand, it's about 20 minutes before all the squirrels start resuming their activity around you yeah. um, and get kind of used to your presence. So if you're going to stalk them, find a place to set up, wait 20 minutes before you move on and on to the next, uh, the next area. But that's all I got. I think to kind of touch on that just a little bit, the spot and stalk part of it, that, that's pretty much what I do, man. I mean, I, I'll find a good, a good spot right at daylight and, you know, kind of go from there. But, you know, 
if I don't have any action, I, I might walk 50 yards or, you know, 30 to 50 yards and, and sit and listen, especially if it's time of year that they're cutting because you can hear one cutting and it all depends on the time of year too, man. I mean, I, I know around here late in the year when all the, all the leaves are on the ground, it's dry and, you know, there's no, there's no green on the trees and you stick out like a sore thumb in the woods and you're loud. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, I mean, it's most time when you see one, it's already seen and or heard you before you see it, you know, so, but if it's early in the year and all the green's still on, I mean, you can catch one cutting and kind of slip up on them. That's the fun part. I mean, kind of stalking, you know, spotting, stalking, you know, but that's good stuff, man. So I got a question before we close out this one, Carter, between the two of you, shotguns or 22s and why? I go back and forth, honestly. I love – both are my granddad's guns, um, so I'll carry the twenty two, or I'll carry he's, – he's got a four ten that he gave me, and I love both for various reasons. What kind of um, So I honestly will we'll switch back and forth between the two of them. What kind of 410 uh, is that, Carter? It's a uh, – it's a whatever, a chipmunk or something like that. Yeah. I forget what, what the brand is, but – I'm kind it's of back. Old. They're both old. Um, I, I killed my first squirrel when I was a little kid with a little 410. That was my dad's that my grandpa had got him. Um, and I actually still have that gun. Um, it depends. Time of year. Um, if it's early in the year and there's a lot of green on and, and most of your squirrels are still in the trees, I like to go with the 22 because you have an, better odds of hearing one and cutting and hearing them cut and, and sneaking up on them. If it's late in the year, like I just mentioned, where it's it's basically you're walking around and you're loud, and when you see one, it's normally on the move, I'll, I'll grab a shotgun. Um, I will say, if you're hunting with a buddy or a couple buddies, uh, ask them what they're using. Because if they're rolling in there with 12 gauges and you roll in there with a 22, then you're probably not going to get a whole lot of action that day. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so. For yeah, sure. that's fun. I, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'm not a. I'm not a snob when it comes to most things hunting. I'm, I'm all about, you know, what's, is it fair chase? Okay. Yeah. You know, there's, yep. there's some lines there. Yeah. There's definitely some lines there, but I, I was, the reason I ask is because again, on a meteor episode, they were, you know, they were bantering back and forth about which is better, you know, yeah, I people use both. Have, people I have, have opinions. A, yeah. Yeah. I have a, I use a pump Remington 870 20 gauge that, I mean, it's, it, 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 there's not a whole lot more classic squirrel gun than that. With the exception, my first squirrel gun was one of those Sears single shot 20 gauges. You know, my yeah. grandfather probably bought it for $28 back in <laughs> whenever, you know, from Sears and gave yeah. it to my dad. And then he gave, uh, he had one for me and Perry each, you know, that was what I killed my first squirrel with. One of those just had the little bead on the end, you know, and, but then I, I got a tack driver 22 that I'll towed out there. So I'm the same as you, Josh, depending on, which woods I'm hunting. And I've learned that, man, it seems like gray squirrels, gray squirrels will run around more. And so if I'm hunting gray squirrels, I'll usually take a shotgun typically. But then if I'm going after a fox squirrel, it seems like they'll kind of, they'll kind of sit in that big old oak tree and watch you a lot more than gray squirrels are running around all psychotic. But Do you guys have both Yeah, where you're at? Gray? Yeah, we do. Yeah. The, this one I got mounted right here is a big old fox squirrel. And then we yeah. got a bunch of gray squirrels too. We've got. And it's weird, man. The fox squirrels—they're all different colors. You'll have a, a brown body with a white face. You'll have a black body with a white face. You'll have a black face with a white body. You'll have a black face with a red body. It's all really wow. It's yeah, it's wild. There's a whole bunch of different colors up here. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of grays. Um, now there are some fox squirrels. Most we call them red squirrels, but they're actually fox squirrels, I guess. You know, um, but uh, you'll see probably. 
one red squirrel for every five or six gray squirrels you see. So when you see a red squirrel or a fox squirrel, you know, you're fired up. You know, that's that's the one you're going after. But plus, they're, most of them are so dang big. They look like a, a house cat in the woods compared to a little gray squirrel. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's the trick. Yeah, I don't think they eat as good, though, honestly. I think the gray squirrel eats better. Oh, the I think the fox squirrels, man, especially if you get one late in the year when they get that winter coat on, man, they're they're tougher than hell to to skin too. I mean, they're they're harder harder to mess with than the little gray squirrels. I think. Yeah. Well, this has all been great stuff, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll for probably sure. have to uh, dive hey, back into this and revisit squirrel talk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. We appreciate it. Been a blast. Yeah, and t- to your listeners, uh, you know, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. Go follow Hunt, Lift, Eat Official on Instagram, and uh, we'll check in next Tuesday.